Hey, y'all. Welcome to All About the Pod podcast with the University of Georgia Peanut Team. I am Macy Wheeler, your host, bringing you real-time updates from our scientists, extension specialists, extension agents, growers, graduate students, and everyone in between. Good morning, and welcome back to episode 14 of All About the Pod. And this morning, I have Dr. Mumford with me. We're just going to do an interview about him and where he came from so that y'all can get to know him better. And then we're going to go through what he is presenting at grower meetings, just a quick overview of what you're going to hear. Um, so, Dr. Mumford, would you like to start like where you grew up, and then we'll go from there? Yeah, and that's, that's um, just to kind of give an introduction what we're going to do. You know, it's it's the wintertime. There's not a whole lot going on with the crop, and that's what this is going to serve for is to kind of give information about the crop. But... We thought it might be kind of interesting if we could kind of go back and and kind of reintroduce the specialist to everybody. I know that sounds crazy because a lot of these guys have been here for quite a while. Um, but there are several of us that have been here for only five, going on 10 years now. There's some of us might not only be a couple of years. Um, it might be, you know, some people may say, well, why do I need to tell you who I am. Most everybody knows who I am just from the fact that I've been here before. I'm originally from Georgia. Um, I grew up in southwest Georgia in Randolph, Calhoun County. So most of the western part of the state probably knows quite a bit about me, but there's even people there that I don't know. I don't know a lot of people. Um, and so this is mainly aimed at them to kind of give them an idea. Yeah, And like I said, I am from Randolph, Calhoun County, but I've not been... Uh, in those counties in more than 20-something years now. So Time flies, it's, I guess. It's, 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 um, it's a link for certain, but that's not where I call home home now. I mean, and and everywhere I've been, we've had to be, uh, we had to ba- basically consider that being home because I spent some a good bit of time there. But, it, yeah, I did start up in there, and, and, and I will say – my time with the University of Georgia and every other place I've been, I've tried to use it as a platform to somewhat give back, you know, and help people as much as I can that are from back home or places that I know. And and we've had a chance to do that, and I've been pretty satisfied with that. Uh, so to give you an idea, I mean, I had people from when I was young, like Bryson Langford and Tommy Manry and... Uh, Lester McNair and Will Harris back all in the southwest part of the state that helped me get to at least get into college. I mean, that that if I didn't have those folks, I would have never been where I'm at today. Um, so everywhere you have people that help you. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's, that's where one thing that I love this position is because I'm trying to do my best to help. Yeah, I'm um, definitely not doing it for recognition for myself because I could care less. Yeah, um, and, you know, and then when I went to Georgia, I did my master's. You county were a agent. crop consultant in between, right? I, I was a crop scout for a right. while. Yeah. Worked for a crop consultant in West Georgia. So again, I uh, got a chance to do that. Um, worked with the fertilizer and chemical industry for a while with Gold Kist, and then. Um, moved on to extension service and was uh, agent in Worth County for three years. Again, uh, kind of you're learning different things about the industry that you're a part of. And each time I, I kind of decided I didn't know anything. Um, 
because you learn something new every day. And I hope that's what drives people to keep learning because, man, if you just open your eyes and look around, you're going to learn something. It could be something very small. could be something big. But county agent, and again, um, you know, by that time, I, I did my master's, kind of learned a little bit about research and extension and, and thought that, hey, this journey's not over. And so I went to Arkansas of all places. My goodness, I mean, I looked at Florida and I looked at North Carolina and some other places. But when I went to Arkansas and got off the plane to meet my major professor, Terry Kirkpatrick, within three days of being with him, I could have sworn that he was my father. I mean, it's just that kind of a, a relationship yeah. that you build. I mean, I mean, he felt... He made it feel like home. And so we went there, spent three years, come back to Georgia for a year, and then they talked me into coming back to Arkansas and working as their extension plant pathologist. So <clears throat> everywhere along the way, if, you, if you're if you willing to go in to a door that's opened, you'll find you you got something there to go. And then, you know, go from there. I went to Clemson University for three years. And again, just slowly making my way back to peanut all this started from cotton and peanut uh back in my early years extension agent working with both of those when i went and did my master's that was in peanut um and then when i went to arkansas it went to cotton corn and wheat and then when i was a plant pathologist there that's what i took care of was (laughs) cotton soybeans corn and wheat um as a plant pathologist and then peanuts started to come back into that into that state the last two years I was there so I kind of helped get that rolling again with at least getting the university with people you know and working with the agents to kind of get information out about the peanut production and and ever since then man uh, they've done wonderful Travis Foskey has done great over there um, but then that allowed me to come back home closer to home to Clemson uh, to be a peanut specialist and so it, it just seemed like that door just kept opening up yeah. and then John Beasley which is one of the people that helped train me here when I was an agent left and went to Auburn he retired and went to Auburn and I got the opportunity to come back home and and do this position and have been here for what eight to going on eight plus years now and like I said, this sounds like a mute point. Why would you be introducing yourself now? But it's it's just a platform that we can talk. Yeah. Um, I introduce. mean, at, at grower meetings, you don't get to go in depth of who, where you came from or anything like that it's, unless you know people personally. So Yeah, and we don't. We don't very often. Um, it is fun to go back home sometimes to uh, where I'm from in the western part of the state. And, and it seems like every time I go over there um, – some of the older farmers remember my parents or my grandparents. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so they were connected to ag. And so, again, it, every, everybody touches you. And and the reason I think this is good, too, is because um, I've been my, you know, I kind of do the best I can about giving back. Again, like I said, people helped me all the way through this. And we want to do the same. And so anytime that I get a person from where I have a connection to, like back home or 
anywhere really. Yeah. Uh, but especially back home, you know, and I had somebody that, that come in and called me yesterday. They're going to ABAC over here right next to us. And he's a family friend. Um, I know his parents. I've always known them, you know, grew up with their parents, his parents. Uh, they're, they're farmers and they're very good ones. And so when he come and said, hey, I just want to, you know, fulfill some time while I'm here. I got some open time. I'd love to come and work with you and and just just learn a little bit, you know, just to make a little extra money. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, I jump on board. Um, we've done that with almost every student. You know, you and Savannah have come on board and I, I didn't know who you were. But I have had people come in that I did know, like Matt Stewart, and I just feel obligated. But if you're a good individual um, and you really want to get your foot in the door and and start to move forward towards a, another degree uh, in agriculture, man, please come. I mean, we we want good people that are from Georgia that continue to build the industry up, and so. Uh, we have more projects than we have people to work on. Um, and so do we have funding for those projects all the time? No. That's but if it's the right say. person in the right situation, we will find the funding to do that. So I, I do think it's important for us to kind of get to know each other. Um, you know, again, reintroducing ourselves to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I am basically in a position here that... If I can't supply an assistantship or help or provide a job for a person that's going to ABAC, I know all the people here. So, again, if you're looking for something, you know, and we can help, we're going to try to help, Uh, especially if you're in the farming communities and and you're linked to farming. We're going to try to do the best job we can to put out the information that we're going to do, like we're doing in production meetings, that help a grower directly or to try to help your children as they go and get educated at these at ABAC or even at the University of Georgia. Um, so I would say please send or tell your kids if they want a part-time job or whatever to come and see us. Um, we're trying to we're trying to train the next me somewhere down the road, um, and that might be a bad thing. I don't know, but we're trying our best to get as much. Um, uh, an individual as educated as we can because, you know, we don't want to lose the connection that the University of Georgia Cooperative Extension Service has with the growers at large. Um, And I would say we could go into that and maybe explain the extension system if people aren't familiar with it, which most everybody is, but it's just so different than anywhere in really the U.S. that has a system like this. So the land-grant system, the Cooperative Extension Service, you know, is built around providing information to the growers. Um, You know, the Extension Service agents in every county um, Sometimes that has more than one agent in some counties. Georgia is quite unique compared to most states. I mean, mm-hmm. the southern states, Arkansas is probably one of them. Um, Florida, to some degree, Alabama, to some degree, um, have quite a few agents per you know one per county or some. Um, I think some counties, depending on what the commodity is, may be you know one person overseeing several counties yeah but georgia we tend to have one in every county if not one or two in every county 
Uh, and things are continuing to change because the general public don't understand or do not understand the importance of agriculture. And so our funding is starting to dwindle a little bit. Uh, and that's hurting us to some degree. I mean, um, if you look at the extension specialists here uh, that work all the commodities, very little of their money comes from state dollars besides their salary and their office space. Other than that, we are basically raising those funds as much as we can so that we can continue our support. And we're lucky that agriculture supports us. Yeah. Uh, You know, and so if we didn't have the support of all the people out there, the industry, the growers for certain that pay, uh, you know, a check off to the Georgia Peanut Commission, that inadvertently gives us money to do our work with. And I tell you, I don't get a whole lot every year, but every dollar of that goes in support of the growers of this state. Uh, We try not to misuse that at all. Um, It is one of the reasons that I feel very strongly about, you know, my cell phone, which again, we pay for, you know, with soft funds or indiscretion, I mean, discretionary money. Uh, that we raise uh, every year, I believe that if that phone's on my side, if I got it on, then I'm obligated to answer it. And it's yeah. not because I don't, you know, want to have family time because I do. But my wife understands that sometimes a grower's working on Saturday and Sunday and after hours and. If he wants or needs answered, then I'm going to try to, you know, if an agent calls or grow or whatever, I'm going to try to answer that. Yeah. And so though, that's kind of been my motto the the whole time, yeah. you know. And that's just part of being an ag. It never really it, shuts it off. It never stops. It's not a typical nine to five. And, and that's something we're trying to, to get people that are not uh, in row crops or, or I'd say vegetables, whatever, awesome too. If you're not tied to extension and tied to the growers, you know, like we are, we do, we got research appointments and extension appointments. And so I think if, if, um, if you're on a main campus somewhere outside of row crops, you might not understand how things happen. Um, and that's not a bad thing. It's just that it's a different job. It's, it's not the same. You know, our jobs are not the same as as somebody that has a research appointment in Athens. It's just not the same for what we do, and and that's not to say one's better than the better other. than the yeah. other. And so it's just some things that we look at. But you know, again, it goes to back to we know what we're here to do, um, and so we know we're we're uh, what we need to be doing. We know what the growers. For the most part, we know what the growers need out of us. Uh, what we don't know all the time is when growers have specific problems. If they don't talk to their agents and the agents do not talk to us, we can't help them. Yeah. Um, at least not as good as we want to. And we don't want it to get to a severe problem to the point we can't turn it around. You know, and so we want them to come to us all the time um, if they would like to. Now, with that in mind, if you want to move to, uh, you know, if we want to go and start talking a little bit about what we're going to be presenting, you know, from my perspective, these production meetings, um, again, it's a little bit of kind of like we're doing now. We're reintroducing, um, we're going back and talking about last year. And 
some of what we're talking about last year is trying to explain what happened. Um, it's just not. So like, this is what acres. we do every year. Yeah, I mean, it's and not it a normal year. Well, what's yeah. normal anymore? Yeah. <laughs> and I said that in the meeting one time. Uh, I got up and I started to talk, and I done, I've done many of these talks, and and I know one year I started to say, you know, in a typical year, this is what we see. And I said, well, hell, we've not seen a typical year in 20 years. Yeah. So I don't know what that is. Um, you know, in the last two years are very, very big. You know, if you wanted something to show uh, how non-typical it is, the last two years has probably been it. Yeah. Um, we've gone from one extreme to the other and had multiple different problems. Um and just one thing after another. Now, this past year was very weird from the standpoint that you didn't really know what you had until we got in the, in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, and it's because of the way things looked compared to what they were. And that's something that kind of cut all of us a little off guard. And that's the problem with peanut. It's under the ground. You don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you go pull some up and go, oh, yeah, well, this looks good. But you still don't know until we start turning them over and, and you have 10 at plants out of it how many acres however many they collect that's right you know because not everybody's doing it the way we recommend but. so that's one thing that we're we're kind of talking about um you know and, and some people say well hell i don't want to talk about that <laughs> i want to forget about that or we can't learn anything. Well, we learned everything yeah. from what we did learned last from our year. Mistakes. And, and it's really last year wasn't any mistakes. That's the thing. You know, in in some years we could say, heck yeah, that was a mistake. Now there are things of last year that we will discuss that are mistakes. Yeah. But when you talk about the overall crop, I don't know that we didn't do everything we could have done. It's just what happened. Yeah, uncontrollable. And uncontrollable. The weather is very much uncontrollable. So I'm going to talk about that um, and try to explain why things happened the way they did, and hopefully that'll help some people uh, understand why last two years I did wonderful. This year I just, you know, well, hell, the weather was milder. Yeah. But nevertheless, we're going to go over that, and then, then I'm going to talk about, you know, some of – uh, the results from our variety trials. That's always something that we talk about because we're looking for that next variety mm-hmm. uh, to take over six. And we're, we're, we got one coming uh, that's going to help at least I know a third of the acres that have root, not nematode problems. So that's coming. But, you know, you're not going to get any seed this year. Next yeah. year, you know, I'm talking about 24. That's really when seed, uh, seed might be available uh, at least a little bit. And then to, by 25, we should be in full swing uh, if everything works out right with that variety. Now, there's some more coming. Um, you know, and the one thing that I do that, you know, that uh, some people may not do, and I or you, at least some people may think that I shouldn't do, is that we test varieties from, one, from other states. That's not a big a deal. But we also test varieties from private companies. And that's something that um, 
some people could look at as a bad thing, not supporting the University of Georgia. See, but the thing about that is, is when it comes down to it, my major role is to present anything that helps our growers be more productive. I'm gonna say, and you never know what they're gonna, they may use. And 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 that's the other point to that is, even though. Georgia breeders right now have the, some of the best stuff out there. Um, somebody may bring something, and, and there, there are a few right now that look pretty good from other people. Yeah. Uh, now they're going to take the place. We don't know. But if I don't put those in our trials, then we don't gather the information, and I can't present something to a grower that might have a question. Yeah. And that's something that, that I think, and in, in again, what we look at Every year, we need to have a firm grip on everything like that, and and that's kind of like some of the other products that I work with. I you know look at all the inoculants. I look at all the the biologicals or fertilizer type products. You know, along with Glenn Harris, and some of those products come out quicker when we can test them. And mm-hmm. so, um, it's not that we don't want to be optimistic about any of them because we do. We want something that adds another. 100 pounds. You know, we want something to do more. But we need to know how to use those products, and we need to kind of understand, do they really fit our production practices or do they not? And a lot of those products do not fit. Are they going to hurt us if it's dry or hurt if it's wet? You never know. And so that's the one reason that we encourage all companies to come to us and let us test them and let us find them. Um, And we have some people say, well, heck, y'all just want to – you know, say something, not recommend a product. And that's not the, what we do. I mean, we are the unbiased um, group in the state that didn't, yeah. we don't have a dog in the fight. Um, and so if you have a biological or if you have a, a new product, um, you know, whatever it might be, we want to go back and, and use that product and try to figure it out because if it's worth something, mm-hmm. and we found one or two right now that actually may add something to what we're doing. So we're, we're continuing to test those products. Hey, we've gone back and brought products back to life, like the growth regulator product. Yeah. And it's just a fact that we had to re, re-examine the rate structure of those and found that on runners, the labeled rate's too much. We were not getting the return like we wanted. Even though you're getting a growth response, you're not getting a yield from it. Um, And even that, it's not for everybody. And that's what, you know, when we put out recommendations, it is not for everybody. And I keep saying that all the time. And and I think that's something that you got to, you know, really go in and weigh when you start looking at all this stuff is does it fit my my field and mm-hmm. the way i approach that one is you need to try it out in a couple of places and do multiple strips in a field and weigh those out compared to the rest of it yes and guess what it may not fit because i had four you know you know we're trying it every year the growth regulator even though it's been here for a while and we got it figured out. Well, we still have growers that want to try it. We work with them. We try it on their farms. And out of four trials last year, one of them didn't work at all. And it was because the fact that it just was not a heavily irrigated field, didn't grow the vine as much as we wanted to, and so we didn't get that yield response. So, okay. It's just situational. 
It's very situational, yeah. and that's why sometimes that's why sometimes when we're looking at products or we try to go and make a diagnostic uh, evaluation of something, you know, a grower wants to point blank say this is what it is when it may not be, yeah. um, and so. It, it just it just depends, but I would say you know as we move forward, hey, if you do something on your farm or you want somebody to, if somebody comes and wants you to test a product, we're not saying don't test it. If you want to put it on your farm and test it, do that. But boy, it would go so much further, and be documented so much more wide base because if they want to do it there. A lot of times if you go to the agent and say, hey, we got this guy that wants to try this product, would you come out and help design a, a, you know, a field demonstration so that we can get good data from it? And we'll come and help you do it. And we all get the answers that we're looking for. Yeah. And we don't have to worry about it as much. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to be learned. There's a lot that we could all help each other on. Um, I think, you know... Sometimes I think some people don't want our our feedback. I don't under, don't quite understand that because again, all we're trying to do is keep moving forward. Yeah, and not backing up. If someone wanted to give you a product to test, when is like the very last date that you would take something? Uh, you know, because I know we run into that a lot. You get calls like do. when we're done planning, and it's just too late at that point. We do. I mean. I and we try of, to do our best, but you're right. We I, have no more land to plan on than. Yeah, y'all probably get more frustrated with me and and Macy and Savannah and my technician probably do get uh, very frustrated with me because, and that's for we do have extra space in a lot of places. We plant extra yeah. peanuts to do kind of little things that crop up. Um, so yeah, I would like to have stuff in hand at least the protocol. I don't have to have the product but at least the protocol we like to get in before march okay. you know maybe maybe by the end of march to the first yeah. of april then we can kind of build in everything um but does that mean that if somebody come you know may 1st and said hey i got this product can you test it well yeah we got we should have enough space and i have gone as far as to have david go in and destroy what the peanuts we had there and replant them yeah because as long as we can get them in by the end of may you know, we can get a relatively good look at anything. Yeah. Um, and so if it's a product that we think we can do some some good with, then, yeah, I'm going to put forth the effort to uh, take a look at it. Uh, and I think I'll do that with any product or I have with any product. But, you know, we really are – we're trying to peel the layers back to try to find – you know these these products that work and and i will tell you that some products don't work um and some of them just don't work in certain situations and that's mm -hmm. something that we have not you know a lot of these biologicals and other products are coming out so quickly and they're being sold we don't get a chance to look at them and come to time find out they don't work in certain situations you know maybe it's the ph maybe it's whatever it is um, and those things, that's a shame because we could have spent a year or two and tried to figure them out and then maybe made use of them. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad for all the industry that do come to us and, and work with us and 
bring us those new products because guess what? They're just not that many new products coming, whether that's pesticide products, uh, you know, whatever it might be, we just don't have a lot of new ones coming. I will say, you know, one of the new things that a lot of growers are uh, going to see this year, like some of them did last year, is the new uh, polymer liquid seed treatment on peanuts compared to the old dry. I think the dry is going to finally, the dry uh, formulation of uh, the Green seed color. treatments are going to finally kind of go by the wayside. Uh, we're going to move forward with these liquids. Uh, what I would ask is if anybody is seeing any issues, uh, let us know. I mean, it yeah. could be that it's not an issue with the seed treatment. It could be just seed. Um, and so we need to know anytime that we run into a problem. And so, you know, get us involved if you can. We'll try to help you. I mean, the way I look at that is, is if we come and we offer a suggestion, hey, it is merely that. It is a recommendation or suggestion. We can't make the decision for a grower. We're not there to make that decision. What we are there to is help him through those decisions and provide the information that we need to provide. Yeah. At the end of the day, he is the one seeing it each and every day. So he knows more than us. But... Do those polymer seed coatings, do they have anything added to them, or is it just... Well, it's going to be just the same as your dry. You're going to have a fungicide with it. Uh, So it's a fungicide mix, Um, and it may be a three-way combination. It may be a four or so way. I I can't remember how many Syngenta is going to have. So you're going to have some from uh, UPL, uh, which is the Rancona BPL. I think, and then you're going to have Syngenta's Trebusay, Trebuset, however you want to say that. Uh, so those are two markets out there right now that are providing uh, the seed treatment. So you're going to get a chance to look at some of those. We're going to look at some of those. We've been looking at them for quite yeah. some time, and they, they look fine. Um, I don't think – I think the biggest thing there is is – as far as the human exposure to putting the dust on the peanuts themselves at the facilities, um, from going from that to the dry, I mean, the liquid polymer, it's going to be so much cleaner and yeah. so much yeah. less hazard uh, hazardous for the growers. So I think it's a wonderful thing. We just got to work through it, just like everything else, and yeah. make, every, make sure everybody's happy and and uh, the companies will adjust as we go forward and they've been working with us quite a bit with the fungicides and you know everything else related to that um, emergence and and all so we're we're doing some work with them trying to enhance it even further Um, and so we're gracious for that uh, because we all want to do the same thing and that's move our growers forward in productivity we don't want to hinder them um, or hold them back, and we don't want to cause them or cost them money that they can't recoup. And so that's the biggest thing that I think growers need to ask every time a product's being brought there to uh, their field is, is it going to provide me a return? And I think in, if it's a new product that's never been tested, I don't think you can answer that question unless you get us involved. So. Just something to think about. All right. Well, anything else you want to add about grow no, meetings? We hope uh, people come out. So far, 
Um, we've had good attendance at the few meetings that we've been at. We're headed to... You'll get supper um, or lunch or breakfast. We're headed to lunch and dinner is. today. Yep. <laughs> and so um, please come out and, and visit with us. Yep. All righty. Well, thank you.